Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When it comes to WrestleMania, nobody's going to turn down a position to be on the granddaddy of them all, right? Well, wrong, because these people here, well, they just said flat out, nah, I'll pass. So let's take a look at them as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are eight stars who walked out on WWE's WrestleMania. Number 8. Bret Hart, WrestleMania 22 Nearly a decade after his glittering WWE career ended in the bittersweet acrimony that was the Montreal screwjob, Bret Hart finally accepted his rightful place in the company's Hall of Fame as part of WrestleMania 22's festivities, pretty much legitimizing the club in the process. Finally seemed as though the hitman had managed to file away the pain of the past, but not quite. Though Hart was more than willing to bask in the adulation of the assembled auditorium and being recognized for his incomplete comparable contribution to the business, Calgary's finest wanted absolutely nothing to do with the product itself. Officially, he refused the traditional inductee cameo at Mania proper because he feared it might contribute to conspiracy theories that the Montreal screwjob was a work, particularly as Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon were due to face one another that night in a weird sort of poetry. In actuality, Hart knew that if he ran afoul of HBK, he was likely to lamp him. He told the Calgary Sun ahead of the event that he'd hightail of Sean was at his speech, saying the situation was still too combustible. Ring on finger and thoroughly honoured, Brett wisely enacted a preemptive walkout of the show itself. Number 7. The Undertaker, WrestleMania 35 Even more so than the monumental championship clashes, spangly white attire and clueless bumbling celebrities, The Undertaker is a WrestleMania institution. His towering legacy at the show of shows is such that it requires no further explaining. Shawn Michaels might brand himself as Mr. WrestleMania, but few superstars are defined by the annual extravaganza as much as the dead man, whose yearly shamble down the aisle, each less work than the last, is an anticipated appointment of the wrestling calendar. Well, until 2019 when he just thought, nah, that. Unable to reach an agreement on a creative decision, and with WWE apparently livid that their most cherished veteran had agreed a star cast appearance, the dead man chose to leave his hat hung up for the weekend, in doing so breaking another WrestleMania streak, that of 18 consecutive appearances in the process. By the time the two parties had sufficiently resumed cordialities to arrange a raw cameo the night after, John Cena was already in situ for an Elias-interrupted mania spot. 
Number 6. Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 36 So, everybody, except weirdly the WWE themselves, knows the story with this one. Roman Reigns pulling out of WrestleMania 36 was one of the top trending stories on all of social media when it broke. The big dog! Immunosuppressed as a consequence of his leukemia battle, was understandably quite put out at being asked to perform it in an environment in which a highly contagious disease could proliferate, so told his employers to stuff it after learning that The Miz was sick. Frankly, it was irresponsible of WWE not to remove him themselves, but then anyone who watched the subsequent SmackDown got a huge clue as to the company's take on the whole situation. One of Mania's marquee contests, the match between Reigns and Goldberg continued to be advertised as though nothing had happened. Denial? What's that? Well, in actuality, it's greed, and that is disgraceful. Number 5. Jay-Z, WrestleMania 19 John Cena's considerable WrestleMania legacy got off to a somewhat inauspicious start, as the emerging star, then a rapper bedecked in chains and a reverse snapback, engaged in a lyrical showdown with cardboard cutouts of recording artists Jay-Z and Fabulous on WrestleMania 19's Sunday Night Heat pre-show. Was this the WWE's way of trying to goad a couple of celebrities into a future rhyme rumble opposite their budding star in the pursuit of that ever-valuable mainstream rub? Well, no, but only because that had been the original plan. Rather than verbally sparring with two-dimensional replicas, John Cena had originally been advertised for a rap battle with the real deals. Within weeks of the show, Fabulous was arrested for possession of an unlicensed gun, and he found himself booked for a similar charge that January. So his appearance was cancelled, whilst Jay-Z, citing a scheduling conflict, pulled out of the show. Ultimately, it left the resulting segment, pun incoming, feeling a little flat. Number 4. Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 13 So Shawn Michaels actually was at WrestleMania 13, and in the main event no less, but not in the capacity that WWE originally planned. On the night, the Heartbreak Kid waltzed across the Isle of the Rosemont Horizon just in time for a guest commentary spot in the dismal World Championship match between The Undertaker and Psycho Sid. Bret Hart, though he'd earlier put on the greatest bout in the history of the company, probably wanted to wipe that smarmy grin right off of Michaels' face. Had it not been for Shawn's infamous ego-shielding mentality, the two men could have actually competed in this marquee contest, rather than the, according to some sources, literal shit show that was served up instead. Because remember, there was the rumour that Psycho Sid pooed himself during this. Fantastic. And unfortunately, as we all know, a conveniently misplaced smile and a medically unverified knee injury saw him handily dodge doing the honours for his backstage rival. Number 3. Pat McAfee, WrestleMania 35 So, if it wasn't for the intervention of an untypically laid-back Vince McMahon, podcaster and former football punter Pat McAfee would have actually dramatically flounced from his WrestleMania 35 kickoff duties, and that was all thanks to the impertinence of a trumped-up Michael Cole. The announcing altercation sprung from McAfee's apparently unsuitable attire. When veteran commentator Cole saw that his guest had turned up for his mania spot in shorts, he apparently blew a gasket. Such dress was entirely inappropriate, screamed the little general, fearing repercussions from his boss. The cult's legend, aghast at being spoken to like a child before an assembled crowd, packed up his things and made for the exit. Tell Michael Cole to go f*** himself, he shouted on his way out. Production implored Pat to stay tight, as one member of the crew rushed off to get Vince's approval for the unusual shorts and suit combo. McMahon's response? Yeah, I'm hip. And Pat was convinced to stick around, ankles displayed to the whole watching world just as God intended. 
Number 2. CM Punk WrestleMania 30 In 2014, CM Punk walked out on WrestleMania some three months before it actually happened, his own disillusioned strop inadvertently benefiting another of his underutilized and underappreciated colleagues. The best in the world's mounting frustrations with the company finally reached their climax at that year's Royal Rumble, an event which saw eventual winner Batista booed out of the bloody building. It was a mass reflection of a number of Punk's own misgivings. A day later, he no-showed Raw, telling Vince McMahon and Triple H that he was going home. Punk was promptly suspended for two months, with the chairman lying to investors, saying that he was taking a sabbatical. If it was, it was an ideological one. In addition to alleged medical malpractice, which had seen him work with a potentially lethal staph infection, Punk cited a proposed WrestleMania 30 match with Triple H as another one of the straws that broke his back. The resentment of his momentum-halting defeat to the game at Night of Champions 2011 clung on in his mind, and despite McMahon's insistence, that clearly wasn't the mania event that he felt that he deserved, especially since it was going to be Randy Orton opposite the returned Batista, and hasn't looked back since. Well, not that he'd want to, because if he did, he'd see his rather embarrassing UFC run. Oof. And number one, Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 35. So this one is a quite literal example, though it's still infused with a degree of contempt. In a bid to ensure that the evening spotlight would be tightly focused on the great leap forward for the women's division, while also allowing what would otherwise be a very long show to start with a bang, Brock Lesnar dropped his Universal Championship to Seth Rollins in the opener of WrestleMania 35. Fans in New Jersey were in raptures at Seth's early doors triumph, a feeling that just couldn't be replicated amongst the weary attendees when Becky Lynch brought the house down about 15 hours later. Reports that a furious Brock stormed out after the match, squaring up to Vince as he did so, were pretty fictionalized. In spite of Paul Heyman's proclamations, Lesnar had no intention of seeking new pastures in Las Vegas or UFC. He did, however, leave the event as soon as his work was done, hopping on the first plane home and skipping Raw. Heck, you think he's going to hang around for six hours watching wrestling? No, he's got more important things to do. For example, he's continually meeting with scientists to find out which shade of red he turns in his matches. Some say beetroot, others say burgundy. The mystery goes on. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. <laughs> 